0: everybody. Welcome to the Preacher Dad Podcast. I am the Preacher Dad. I blog at PreacherDad.com. You can find out more about me, more about the things that, uh, that are important to me, the things that I've done, things that I think. There at PreacherDad.com. You can also contribute to our ministry. If the Lord would lay it on your heart to do something like that, there's a place for that as well. And uh, I'm coming to you on my way home from work. Uh, So I apologize for audio subpar. I would love for the audio to be better. uh, But hey, it is what it is. (laughs) This is my time to be able to uh, connect with you and speak to you, my podcast audience here. And I have a lot to say. I was just writing down some notes and I was like, man, there's a lot of things that I could say. A lot of thoughts in my mind, but hey i don't want to waste your time i don't want to waste my time just rambling on like this so let's get down to brass tacks um i'm sure that you have experienced your fair share of difficulties and hardship in life i know i have i know that this past year has been uh full of just really intense stress in our family and uh, not only our immediate family, my wife and our children, but our extended family as well have experienced a great deal of stress. Um, They say that uh, the the most stressful thing that can happen to a person is the death of a loved one and the second most stressful thing that can happen to a person is moving. And (laughs) we've experienced both those things within the last year or so. In fact, we've had uh, uh, quite a number of people close to us pass away. Uh, we've had a pretty challenging moving situation for a period of time there. My wife and I and our eight children were living. Well, we have eight now. We didn't have eight at the time, seven at the time. We were living in a 900-square-foot home and living out of suitcases. And, oh man, it, I tell you, it was rough. All of our stuff was over in the Church Fellowship Building when that wasn't even finished. Anyway, I digress a little bit here just to point out that this has been a hard time. And I have not made it a secret that I believe our country is experiencing an incredible, uh, basically a war, a war of culture, a war of ideas, and there is a very real and very tangible conflict happening. And in some cases, that conflict has even overflowed into actual physical violence. But, you know, we, we as believers are facing a very uphill battle in our society. We didn't get here overnight, and we're not coming back overnight. I think there's still hope for our country. I think that we should still seek to protect liberty and freedom and defeat tyranny. I think that is a biblical, godly Uh, mandate that we fight against tyranny, that we promote freedom and truth and righteousness. But we sort of dropped the ball uh, as a whole, by and large. I'm not saying everybody has, but as a as a whole Christian culture has dropped the ball when it comes to protecting liberty in this country. And so we have a long ways to go to get back. This is not going to happen in just one generation more than likely, I would love it if God would do something like that. But uh, what did, somebody said we're never more than one generation away from uh, from failure or from from oppression. Liberty is only one generation safe. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, we are we face struggles and trials and battles and stress, and it's just. You know sometimes my wife and i have talked about man it would be nice if things would just be just be calm i mean can't we just have a season of normal we want our life to get back to normal i know that you have probably said this in your life in relationship to covid and all the various craziness that has happened the covid crazies that has happened over the last couple of years But you know, that is not the normal Christian life. By the way, The Normal Christian Life is a book written by Watchman Nee uh, many years ago, and it is an outstanding book. I highly recommend it to you. Uh, In that book, Watchman Nee discusses what should be the normal experience for a Christian, and what should, should happen on an everyday, regular basis biblically speaking for the believer. Now one thing that the Bible does talk about here is what we should consider normal for Christian life. Christian experience, our day-to-day experience should be. It's told us in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12, and I'm reading this out of the English Standard Version here, it says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. What he's saying is, you should not think of it as strange that a fiery trial comes upon you. There is going to be things that happen to us, hardships and difficulties and stresses and pressures, that are going to be the norm. That We should expect that to be the norm in our life in this world. In the next world, things are totally different. But in this world, we live in a fallen world with fallen people, and we ourselves are, are fallen people, redeemed certainly, but we still have to uh, go through that process of being sanctified and and, and cleansed of the the ungodly things that are part of our, our soul still. Though we have truly been redeemed, our spirit is saved, we are, we are um, rescued. Sorry, as watching a semi go by there. We are rescued from, our, from destruction. But the Bible talks about receive with meekness the implanted word the engrafted word, it says in other versions, which is able to save your souls. He's saying that to Christians. Our souls still need salvation. We still need our mind, our will, and our emotions cleansed of that which is evil. So, what am I saying? I'm saying that these fiery trials that come upon us, the challenges in our our culture in our society the hardships of day-to-day life i mean even if everything in our society was perfectly fine let's just ignore for a second the um, the tyranny that is overpowering so much of our society Uh, let me just remember you know in my own personal life i have lost three good friends within the past seven, eight months? No, I'm sorry. It's five people that have passed away that were very dear to me within the past seven months. You know, I I spoke at three out of five of those funerals. And this has been a really hard period for us. Our, our family is still trying to get settled into our home. And it's our first home, so there's things that we are learning as we go. <coughs> Excuse me. I wish I had a cough button. That'd be great. But just our normal Christian experience is going to include fiery trials. And we have got to get away from comfortable Christianity. You know, as believers, many times in America, if something happens that we're uncomfortable with, something occurs that we just, uh, makes us uncomfortable or it makes us, uh, inconvenienced in some way, we we say, oh God, please, please take it away. Please deliver us from this horrible thing that has, has had to make me wait, uh, to, uh, be able to buy my new car or uh, oh lord if if you don't remove this pressure in my life I won't be able to go to the college that I want to go to or I won't be able to get the job that I want or there's all kinds of different things in our life that are comfortable, pleasant, nice things that we have gotten accustomed to (coughs) we've gotten accustomed to a lot of comforts in this country as believers and we we really need to get away from this idea that the the Lord owes me a comfortable life the american dream is not the it's not the kingdom dream having a beautiful house and a white picket fence and a nice lovely yard and a car that works all the time and children that are obedient and sweet and kind and um, a marriage that's free of headaches or stresses or pressures of any kind. That is not normal Christian life. That is not to be expected. We can certainly seek those things and I believe that the Lord has answers in all of those areas that He has truth that we can glean from to add to our life, to improve our relationships or to make us better employees or to guide our decision making as uh, in the business world or, uh, or in purchasing property. All kinds of different things that God gives us good truth that helps to guide our lives. But the fact of the matter is folks, fiery trials are the norm and we need to realize that. And we need to realize that when trials come upon us, and some of those trials, I am not blind to the fact that some of those trials are very serious, very hard, very oppressive, but those trials are normal. For the Christian, we are not to expect to escape from all difficulties and troubles and suffering. Suffering is normal. Don't think it's strange when some fiery trial comes upon you. Don't be surprised. It's going to be expected. And we have to start expecting it. We have to start realizing that, that we can't escape it. So we might as well just ask the Lord for grace to endure. It's not always wise to ask God to take it away please just give me a comfortable life. And if I don't have everything that I think I am owed as a American citizen, well, then God must not love me, or I did something wrong, or the Lord isn't just, or why do all those evil people have everything they want? That's wrong thinking, brother. That's wrong thinking, sister. We can't allow ourselves to think that way as believers. Peter says later on in that chapter, in verse 19, Excuse me. In verse 19, he says, Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful Creator while doing good. So, our instruction when suffering is to trust ourselves to God, who is a faithful Creator. He is faithful, even when we are not. He is faithful. He is the author and finisher of our faith. And he is our creator. He he has a right to us, which we don't often like to admit. But he is a faithful creator, and we need to entrust our souls to him. And sometimes when you're going through really deep suffering, that's all you can do. You just simply say, I'm trusting myself to you. I don't know what else to do. And that's okay. It's okay just simply to trust yourself to a faithful creator. And then he says, while doing good. While doing good. We cannot grow weary in well-doing, brothers and sisters. We cannot grow weary in reaching out. Of ourselves and of our suffering to help other people. To do good unto others is necessary. It's needed. This is part of Peter's instructions to us when we go through trials and sufferings. He gives several different things there in that passage that are outstanding. Outstanding truths. But these are the ones that I wanted to point you to today, is that it is normal for us to suffer. And that when you do suffer, entrust your soul to God. He is your faithful creator. And then look to do good for other people. Look to do good. Um, In my life, when I have been melancholy or lonely or suffering in some other way, if I will look out of that suffering and look around me to seek to benefit someone else or give of myself to someone else, I find great joy in that. And I find that it draws me out of the funk I've fallen into. And so, you know, maybe you're out there and you're you're really hitting it. I mean, you're getting hit. I know it's it's really hard. And sometimes it's hard to maintain faith through those moments. But that's what we've got to do. Sometimes all we can do is just hold on hold on tight and wait till the storm passes because it will pass and there, we're given seasons of rest, seasons of peace but in the end another storm comes and that is the normal experience of the Christian and we need to receive it, receive it with joy because if it's suffering for simply the name of Christ well, we have received a great honor. And if it is is suffering to purge or purify something in us that shouldn't be there, some sort of refining fire, that's beneficial. That's helpful. That's good for us. It's like taking our medicine. We don't really want to. It tastes awful, but it's good for us. We need it. So friend, wherever you are and whatever you're doing today, I hope that you will entrust your soul to the faithful Creator. There's no other place where you can find solace or comfort or strength to face life's trials. You must surrender. You must surrender your soul to that faithful Creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's always hope to be found in Jesus. Always. There is a chance. There is hope. There is, there is a way to be found in Jesus Christ. So let's, let's, let's do that together, okay? And I'm kind of preaching to myself here uh, when I talk about doing good while suffering. Let's seek, seek for someone around us that we can, we can help. And let's find, let's find uh, hope in service, in service of others. God bless you, friends. Hope you have a wonderful day. This is Preacher Dad signing off for now. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.